Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Holistic Hippie Podcast. My name is Jessie, and I am the host of this show. And I have actually recorded this first episode more times than I can count and have talked myself in and out of doing this for quite some time. And uh, I decided that instead of really fussing and worrying about learning how to edit and um, create a really fancy intro and all of the things that I have come to expect just from listening to podcasts, I've decided that this show is going to be as raw and unedited and uncut as I am. So here we are. So my name is Jesse, and I kind of have a lot of things going on, I guess. I don't like to say who am I, what do I do, but in this life currently, I find myself in a place where I am a yoga teacher. Um, I'm also a holistic nutritionist, and um, I've been working with yoga for at least about seven years, teaching drop-in classes, working with private clients. Um, I have over 500 hours of training in different, um, different kind of styles of yoga. And I am sort of in this radical transition on my path. And I wanted to uh, kind of start this podcast because I don't ever want to forget sort of where I came from. And I think that a lot of the things that I have gone through and experienced on my journey, um, especially prior to finding some of the tools that I'm going to share with you on this podcast, um, you know, I think that my story is very relatable. It, it might be a little bit more extreme than yours, and it might be a little bit less extreme than yours, but I think that we all have a story at some level, and we all have experienced some form of trauma um, or, or, you know, difficulty or challenge or struggle. And so, um, you know, I've been working with yoga now for the last seven years. That was kind of my introduction to this path. Um, and after that, I became very interested in holistic nutrition and I started to pursue that and, and some other beautiful modalities along the way. Um, but I really kind of got started on this path um, probably, you know, in my early 20s. Um, I had since about maybe 16 15 16 a lot of a lot of health issues a lot of uh, pain in my body discomfort symptoms of ibs bloating gas um you know horrible stomach aches i had which is funny i just recorded an instagram live on this because i was reminded of you know i used to tell all my friends in high school i had a hernia which now i've known it's it's heartburn and indigestion and so i mean this has been going on for me for a really long time since i was young but it was so normal to me that i didn't realize and i don't think my family realized that it was a big deal i mean i come from a family where I'm the oldest of four girls. And so my youngest sister is autistic. And I think that's something people know a lot about now. She's going to actually be 20, 28 or 29, 29. Um, so, I mean, she was diagnosed in America because there was nobody diagnosing in Canada at that time. And now we all kind of know or have heard of the ASD spectrum. Um, and so uh, being the older sister of, of somebody with disabilities has its struggles as well. I mean, it's taken a toll on our family. So I think a lot of the needs that my sisters and I had were sort of neglected, not necessarily on purpose because our parents didn't love us, but because there was a considerable amount of stress in the household. And uh, yeah, she required a lot of attention. So, I mean, I had these symptoms as a teenager and I also had a terrible diet. Um, we would have been raised probably 
kind of, I guess, considered healthy for the most part. I mean, my mom was pretty adamant on cooking meals from scratch and she would have followed the Canada food guide, um, which as a holistic nutritionist, I of course find, you know, some error in, in that food guide, which has changed multiple times over the years, but we would have eaten a relatively homemade, uh, with the odd, you know, stop to fast food or the odd craft dinner or whatever. But for the most part, I mean, we did do most of the things from scratch and, um, I was, I want to say forced <laughs> to have a job at a really young age. So I had a paper route at 12 and then at 13, I actually got my first job working in banquets at a golf course. So I've had an income since I was 12, essentially. And, um, I would spend my money a lot of the times on things that were like sort of, you know, clothes and, and expensive hair products. I mean, what does a teenager need money for? Um, that was before smartphones and all that kind of thing. So I would spend my money on, you know, brand names and fast food. And uh, I had a I had a rotten diet. And I think that coupled, I mean, I can look back on this in hindsight and say that it was so much more than my diet that ultimately led to me getting sick uh, because we know so much about stress and how stress is, you know, the, the leading cause of disease because the stress hormone cortisol downregulates your cellular activity and it downregulates the, the function of your other organs and stress hormones actually are very competitive and they usually win against other hormones. So, I mean, there's so many things that get messed up with stress and I mean my household was very stressful right from the beginning um my my youngest sister is five years younger than me so I mean right off the bat as a young child um the sleepless nights the fighting the you know parents on the verge of a nervous breakdown um really 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 stressful and so that being said you know I I put all of these pieces together much, much later in life. And this is kind of, you know, part of what I hope to share because for the longest time on my journey, I've really approached my physical body as being so much separate from my personality, from my emotions, um, from my mindset and from my spiritual, um, my spiritual kind of realm. And I see now things so differently. I mean, even when I've been subscribing to these holistic beliefs, it's only really through experience that I have come to know these things very intimately and very personally. Um, but I started on my path really as a result of, of being very uncomfortable in my body. And so as a teenager, I would have had a lot of issues with kind of like IBS and bloating um, and things like that, which only got worse throughout my sort of young adult years, I suppose. Um, and my issues around food. I mean, I lost my appetite at some place around 20 or just after 20. And, um, I didn't, I didn't actually have an appetite at all. And I still kind of look back on this and wonder, you know, was it the emotional trauma of my parents' divorce and separation and some of the, you know, abuse that I went through in a, in an intimate relationship at that time? Um, you know, all of these other emotional factors that come into it, but I lost my appetite. And as a result, I mean, I basically survived off of one of those, like, however big, Tim Hortons coffee is like the biggest one and I would maybe have a yogurt or a, or a bagel and that would sort of be it but a lot of the times I didn't have an appetite for even that so I would just kind of live off of coffee a little tiny bit of water um, no appetite at all and then randomly and maybe like once a month I would get hungry and I would 
binge on all my favorite fast food um and i mean or comfort foods in general i mean i would make pasta with lots of cheese and i'd go through mcdonald's drive through and get you know a double big mac combo with a supersized fry and a chocolate milkshake and a 10 pack of nuggets on the side uh, that was my usual order and uh, yeah, I would kind of binge on these foods and then there would be a day where I would become violently ill and um, I would spend the rest of the day throwing up and then my appetite, like that was it. I, I had no appetite again for several weeks and I would go through these cycles and in the process, I lost a lot of weight um, and I actually started to have a lot of issues with food because you know, I didn't really know what was making me sick. And a lot of the doctors that I tried to start seeing couldn't really tell me anything either. So the first time I remember kind of waiting because I had been living at this time away from home. I was kicked out of the house when I was 18, um, which is the same year that my parents split up. And um, so, I mean, I was living away from home and I, I didn't have a doctor there, so I had waited, I think it was six months in line to get this brand new doctor. And so I finally saw him for like the meet and greet and he took notes and I told him absolutely everything. You know, I had this like terrible uh, constipation, diarrhea, the fluctuation between the two, like such classic IBS symptoms. And then when I came back to see him for the real appointment, it's like he had forgotten that whole conversation. Like, I don't really know what the point was of the meet and greet because he's like, oh, remind me again what we're doing or are we doing a full physical? And I was like, well, I haven't had one in three years if you look in your notes and uh, you know all these other problems as well that you said you were going to run tests for and so what he decided to do at that point was prescribe me with antidepressants and he sort of it was the way that he said it he sort of looked at me haphazardly he's like you know like it's not because I think you're quote-unquote all depressed he said I, I'm just really hoping that the side effects of the antibiotics will help to constipate you and I kind of looked at him sideways because, I mean, I was only like, what, 20, 21. But I sort of thought like, hey, like, didn't you just graduate from school? Shouldn't you be like curious? Aren't you curious? Like, th this probably shouldn't happen. Why would it happen? Why would someone just lose their appetite? Why would somebody start having all of these issues with food? Why am I having these, these issues with my guts? Like, aren't you curious? And so he gave me the prescription and kind of hang on. I hung on to it for a little while not sure if I would fill it or not because it just it sort of left me wanting more I wasn't satisfied I, I wanted to know what was going on and he didn't seem interested in running tests and so it was kind of at this this place where I started to do my own research and it's funny because ever since I've been a little girl I don't really know why I was always like that really annoying kid that wanted to know why for everything and that I, I got into a lot of trouble with that I was raised in a very strict um, Christian household and uh, for those of you that have been raised in a similar way we went to a Pentecostal church um, and I will do my best not to say anything to disrespect any religion because you know coming full circle on my spiritual path I have so much respect for all walks of faith and all different types of traditions and rituals um, I think that they're beautiful I just think that you know we're we're maybe missing the whole truth um, but there are so many beautiful paths. And so anyways, I was kind of raised in this way and I, I had a lot of questions, you know, like that I, I, I wanted answered about reading the Bible. I've read the Bible so many times and I had a lot of questions and, you know, the response that I was met with was you don't ask those questions, you just believe. 
And that was like so many red flags at such a young age before I should even know what red flags are. But I thought like, that's so suspicious though. Like, so how come, you know, you want to tell me don't get into a white van with a stranger that says they're going to give me candy. Like I'm not supposed to believe them, but you know, I should be discerning when it comes to everything else in my life, except for this, you know, if your friends do it, would you do it? Are you going to jump off the cliff? If your friends all jump off a cliff, but you know, when it came to this, it was like, don't ask any questions. This is everything. This is, is it is what it is. And so it just felt mm, not sold, not hundred percent sold. I tried so, so, so hard. Um, but anyways, so kind of going through all of this, you know, as a young child, I mean, I was always asking why, and I'm really grateful for that because it's, it's that sort of inquisitive nature that I just kind of was born with for whatever reason that led me to ask questions about this doctor and the way that he approached things. And at the time that I started looking, I mean, I was using like a hand-me-down um, big chunky uh, desktop computer that I had gotten from a friend and you know Google wasn't nearly as resourceful then as it is now I mean we're talking at least 13 years ago and uh, the information that I could find was that I probably had colon cancer I probably had colitis or diverticulitis or some horrible irritable bowel disease and I was gonna need surgery and it might be cancer and you know there's all of this like scary stuff when you go consult dr. Google and uh, this kind of led me down a lifelong path of exploration and holy crap, it has been uh, such a radical journey. And um, on this path, I've sort of stumbled upon these different tools that I had no idea were going to completely, completely transform my life. And it's kind of as a result of having had these experiences that there's something inside of me that is just so on fire and I just have such a passion to share it. So, I mean, I think along the line somewhere, one of my doctors said because of this like pain that I would describe as a hernia, um, which I mean is very much in digestion. I also think I did have a hiatal hernia, which happens kind of at the diaphragm and the esophagus. Um, but at that time, the doctor said that my core was just weak and I needed to go do something like yoga um, to strengthen the core because that would help. And then the breathing exercises would reduce the stress that they kept saying was causing the the IBS symptoms. So, I mean, I don't even remember which doctor this was, but I sort of thought, oh, yoga. Okay. Well, I did gymnastics as a kid, so I would be good at yoga. And that was my very sort of like egoic way of uh, thinking, yeah, for sure. Because I never really liked the gym. I did, uh, I did try the gym in this whole process as well. Um, partly more so for vanity reasons, because I had probably put three pant sizes on since high school, which is fairly, I think, normal as a girl becomes a woman. But Anyways, I was kind of in this desperate quest to, you know, slim down my thighs and my butt and, and get into smaller pants again. And uh, so yoga sort of seemed like, oh, yeah, I could do that. And it, it sort of has taken me on this radical journey. So I had been practicing yoga and uh, really enjoying it. I mean, no no real idea what yoga was. I mean, I was practicing Western yoga, which, um, you know, without offending any Western yoga teachers, um, it can almost be sort of like a fitness trend in a lot of in a lot of studios, um, and so you know I was I was really practicing with those very superficial intentions, and I didn't really know what I was a part of. And to be honest, maybe my teachers weren't even you know that superficial, but I was, so I couldn't meet them where they were. Who knows, right? It's all in hindsight. It's so interesting, but I had been practicing yoga, and it was something that I would sort of start again, stop again, start again, stop again, and. 
I did see like the breath work did seem to help with my digestion. So that was one thing I did notice. And um, my ego really enjoyed yoga because I was still fairly flexible from having done gymnastics and things like that. So I did yoga for a while and it wasn't until I moved to New Zealand in 2012 with uh, a guy that I was in a relationship with at the time, very, very toxic relationship. Most of my relationships have been toxic. I think the only one that wasn't was my husband. <laughs> um, but so I went to New Zealand and I was living there for a year in a work visa. And that is a really scary time when my disordered eating patterns started to change. I suddenly became, I think it's because I was wanting to always be in a bikini and I just became very acutely aware of how much I hated my body. And um, so I started to purge quite a bit more on purpose at this point. Something shifted from me actually getting sick organically and making myself sick. And uh, this was a really interesting kind of turn in my desperation changed my behaviors changed I started acting on insecurities in a much different way and around this time um, when I was you know really in a desperate need to get fit I was like I need to find a yoga studio around here that I can go to because I need this and uh, I would go to these studios and for whatever reason I don't know if it's just the studios I went to at that time um, or if that's just the way it was, but they all seemed to be sort of like a yoga mixed with Pilates. There was like, you'd either have a yoga class or a Pilates class, but they were in these buildings with carpeted floors. So you can imagine like hot yoga with carpet. It, it was disgusting. The first time I went down to take like a cobra pose, I smelled the floor and I was repulsed. So I, I didn't go back. And so I challenged myself. I would sit, you know, I lived with a bunch of guys at the time and they would watch rugby and I would just sit and stretch and I would do different like restorative yoga poses that I had learned and uh, I would stretch and take different postures and some of the guys took an interest so they would stretch with me and it kind of became this really fun thing so they would take me out running which I sucked at and I would puke like every single time um, and then I would kind of teach them the little bits that I remembered from from going to class and I started developing a home practice at that time so I was kind of being in New Zealand and uh, you know I remember one of the guys asking me when I was getting ready to come home he's like so what are you gonna do when you go back to Canada like what's your plans I'm like I don't no. he's like you should be a yoga teacher and he just kind of planted the seed and I was like that's a thing people can do that like oh yeah I guess so that's kind of cool I wonder if I could even find a training and so I just kind of started looking into it and sure enough I found a training that was very close to where I was going to be moving back in with my mom for the first time in a long time so there was a whole lot of drama that came with that but um so yeah, I found a, I found a yoga studio and I started training and being the Gemini, like recovering a type personality that I am, um, it wasn't enough for me to take what is the standard, a 200 hour teacher training. I wanted 500 hours of training and I was only planning on being around for six months before I planned to move from where my mother was to, uh, back to the West coast of Canada where I had been living previously. And, uh, the only real reason I came home to, to Ontario. Um, was because my grandmother was very, very worried. My mother has had very um, unstable mental health for a very, very long time. And at this point, it was particularly bad that my grandmother was worried that she was going to have to move my mom and sister up to uh, Sudbury, which, you know, is five hours away from where they were living. And, and so I told her, I reassured her that I would come home and I would help. And uh, so I came home and I found a yoga teacher training and I said, nope, I don't want to do 200. I want to do 500 in six months. Like, let's do it. So the owner of the studio invited me to a class so that she could observe my practice to see if it was strong enough or if I was like a pure beginner. 
trainer and uh, she decided that my practice was strong enough and so she was going to let me take 500 hours which um i had no freaking idea what I was getting into. Um, you know, I was kind of like this recovering Christian because I had been raised in what I would consider um, sort of like a toxic religious environment. And I had a really, really hard time with that. And um, so I was kind of recovering from all of that. And then I'm kind of approached with these new philosophies that I hadn't really considered would be a part of the program. Like, it's like how naive. I had no idea what yoga was. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, I was learning about these new concepts, you know, we were learning about energy bodies, the chakra system. And I'm kind of like, okay, this is a little bit much, you know? Um, but there were some coincidences to it. And so when we started learning about, you know, our chakra systems, which for those of you that haven't heard of the chakras, they would be, they're considered sort of like energy bodies. So the same way that we have the immune system or the nervous system, um, you know, your lymphatic system, your blood vessels, all of those things that run throughout the body and send information and detoxify and cleanse that we also have these thousands of different energetic pathways. And that when these energetic pathways lose their correct vibration, they're kind of described as like these spinning vortexes or spinning wheels of light. And the placement of them resides along the spine. And they all tie into your different endocrine organs, which then affect your physical body, which affect your emotional body. And so that these chakras, when they start to get out of balance, can have physical ramifications. They can have emotional ramifications and they can alter aspects of your personality. They can alter your physical health. So as we were learning about things like this, you know, I was really, really skeptical, but then it seemed really ironic. You know, we're talking about the root chakra and this is representing your, your, your safety and your security, um, your sense of belonging in your tribe and your family. And if there's issues there, you know, you might see things like constipation or, um, you know, there might be hemorrhoids or, um, there might be, you know, trouble with elimination and letting go. There might be sort of like IBS symptoms. And I'm kind of like, mm, hold on a second. That's, that's too coincidental. And we started working up the chakras, you know, the second chakra, which is where all of your sexual organs lie. And, you know, something like being raped could change this. And I'm thinking, okay, I was raped when I was 16. Hold on a second. And coincidentally, this also ties into your feelings around money, which has been very disordered for me for a long time. Um, your feeling of personal power, your, you know, all of these things. And so as we start learning about these things, I'm still skeptical, but I'm seeing that there's some sort of coincidence going on, right? And uh, during this time, there was a yoga teacher that was at the studio who I just adored. I wanted to be just like her. She was so awesome. And she always taught really hard classes where I could learn advanced poses. And so I really, really liked her. And I found out later she was not only she practiced our, 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 oh, I can't speak, Ayurvedic um, nutrition, but she was also a holistic nutritionist. And uh, so I was really interested. I booked a session with her and she she gave me a program that I, I really followed for maybe two weeks and kind of left it on the back burner. But it was my first taste of a holistic lifestyle. I had never been introduced to that concept before. 
And I thought it was really interesting. And it kind of went into, you know, some of the research that I had done for myself previously. Um, and at this point on my path, like I'm, I'm getting sicker and sicker every year. Nothing was getting better. Everything was getting worse. And I mean, I'm in abusive relationship after abusive relationship and, you know, life just got crazy. So, I mean, coming from yoga, I obviously was introduced to meditation at that time as well, which I didn't really start practicing on my own until later. Um, but on this journey, I mean, I've, I've found so many different modalities, plant medicine being another one um, that has allowed for radical healing. And I mean, that's a, that's such a taboo topic that I hope to dive a little bit more into. When I speak about plant medicine, I'm speaking about ceremonial uh, sacraments. So like ayahuasca, which is in uh, different shamanic tribes around the world. Um, DMT, which has kind of been one of a newer, uh, maybe not, it's really not new at all. Um, it's, it's been collected from the bufo toad. Um, and so there's all of these plant medicines, I mean, even even medicinal or magic mushrooms, uh, psilocybin is, is used um, spiritually in many different um, cultures. So those are things that I have been introduced with and, and worked with. And more recently, I've been diving into core shamanism and studying um, different rituals and practices on, on healing. And it's just so interesting how, you know, it's like the snowball effect. I came to yoga for completely different reasons that had nothing to do with my personality or my family problems or my spirituality. And, you know, all of these gateways just kept opening up. So I have been on this path now, um, geez, how long? Quite a long time. I mean, really probably 13 years, let's say, since I was 20. And I would sort of stop and start, stop and start, stop and start because I was still living a normal life. Like I would sort of be researching these things and then I would go out and binge drink with my friends on weekends and make horrible decisions and sleep around. And then I would dive back into, you know, spirituality or nutrition or whatever. Um, and so it's, it was, it was, yeah, a very, very long long journey where, you know, I would have these chunks of growth in between um, months or years of stagnation. And I'm kind of at this uh, really cool place in my journey where I'm turning a really big corner. And one of the reasons that I wanted to start this podcast is that I don't ever want to get too far away from those experiences. Although I can confidently say to you that I am not the person that I was 13 years ago. And if you, if you were to ask me even like two years previous, I would probably say I have so much resentment towards the person that I used to be. So I've even grown away from that. And, um, you know, this, this life that I've had and all of the experiences that I've had, which I will share bits and pieces of as we go and dive deeper, but um, it has been so, 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 so humbling. And there have been many, many different books that I've read that have helped to wake me up that I plan to share as we go along. And many experiences that I've had that have been so profound that um, I haven't really had a choice. Like you can't, once you have a, a profound experience, you can't just unhave that experience. And uh, so a lot of these things have in their own time and in their own way really shaped the person uh, and the woman that I am becoming. And I have no, no illusions on how much longer this journey is going to be. Like I'm, I'm committed for life at this point and I've never, I've never felt freer. I've never felt more compassion or love towards myself. I've never been happier inside of this body. Um, and I've never felt better in my entire life. And, you know, it's been 
quite a radical, radical journey kind of getting here. So my hope in this first awkward episode, because you have to just release one before you can just dive into a topic. I don't know. I'm making, I'm making this up, but it seems like most people have a clue what they're doing when it comes to these things. Um, and so I wanted to get this kind of first introductory podcast out of the way so that I can start diving into different topics. And, uh, a lot of, a lot of the times, you know, things I think everything happens for a reason. Um, but one of the things that I've found to be the most powerful is really just being super honest and super open because I do find that a lot of the things that I talk about, I mean, I've already casually mentioned that I was raped. I've already casually mentioned that I've been abused in relationships, right? And I'm talking about a person that I'm so not anymore. So it feels like I'm telling somebody else's story. Uh, and I'll dive into, you know, those things a lot more and the ramifications that they've had in my life and, and how how I have come to healing um, with a lot of these things. But for the time being, you know, I wanted to get this out of the way so that we can start to dive into these different topics. And, uh, you know, I always want to give a context for who exactly is speaking. Right now, at this point in my career, I'm sort of actually deciding whether or not I even want to continue seeing private clients for holistic nutrition. And one of those reasons, I mean, initially I took the program so I could heal myself. And then I took the program. I knew how to heal myself and I didn't do it. So I realized, okay, it's not about knowing how it's something more than that because I would, I would, I would, you know, almost, I almost got more self-destructive after I knew. And I don't know if that's just hindsight because I was aware and still betraying myself but yeah, it's been a very interesting journey and I'm, I'm in this weird sort of limbo of wanting to change the way that I, that I work with people and, you know, with nutrition, it's been really unsatisfying because I tend to only find people that are either wanting to make really positive changes for themselves because a, they hate themselves at some level. They have some sort of body dysmorphia or they buy into the toxic beauty standards that you need to be a certain size or you need to, um, you know, there's this like fat phobic thing happening in the world and it's been happening for a long time. Um, that, or their doctor has told them because of this health condition that they need to make changes. And, um, I just often find that even those things like aren't really enough for people to make the changes that they need to make in order to see results. But it's like the type of results that we value are not really positive ones because there are many people that are skinny and fit who are in very, very bad health or have toxic mindsets or have disordered eating habits even being too healthy. That's one thing I also went through when I, when I have gone through this whole process, I went from sort of like disordered eating to orthorexia, which is a, an obsession with healthy food. Um, you know, the first time I ever met my sister brought her boyfriend at the time home and, it, and it's now her husband. And I didn't even remember this, but you know, he was kind of talking about the first time that he ever met me, but it was this day that, you know, we were having a family event, whatever. I don't know what it was for, like a Thanksgiving or Christmas, who knows, Easter. Um, and I picked a full on war fight with my grandmother because she wanted to cook rice in the microwave and I like melted down. Like I, I created a scene and he remembers this as the first time I met him, the poor guy. Um, so I mean, like these, these problems have been so prevalent in my life and I can laugh about it now. It wasn't a long, it wasn't that long ago that there was no way I would be laughing because I was actually very ashamed and very, um, uh, I, I felt 
sort of horrified really um and a lot of guilt and shame around the things that I was hiding and uh you know I think one of the most healing parts of my journey has really been in opening up and sharing and so as much as this podcast and my intentions with this podcast are to bring topics and information and conversations um, in the health and wellness world that maybe aren't being had authentically or maybe just not enough of them are being had authentically. And um, it's, it's as much as for me as it is for anybody that might be interested in listening. Um, you know, this this is my own healing process. And I just feel that, you know, of the people that I have met, so many people can say me too, to some aspect of what I've been through. And um, I'm starting to feel when it comes to suffering or trauma, that there's not a whole lot that separates one trauma from another or one, one, one challenge from another. Um, At the end of the day, we all have something. And I think that the part of sort of the, the spiritual, um, almost like warfare that we have going on like we're so disconnected from who we are and and why we're here and you know there's a lot of things that we don't know which breeds fear we're a very very fear-based society and we don't ask these big questions I mean it's like the one thing we know for sure is we're all gonna die and so you either cling to a religion and you practice ritual obsessively because you want to make sure that you get to a good place when you die because we know that we can't avoid death um Or, you know, you say, screw it, and you live your life however you want to, and then you have those moments on your deathbed, maybe, maybe not, where you regret having not believed in something. Um, But there's almost like this, like, level of spiritual bankruptcy that we are experiencing as a society, as a culture. And I think for that reason, um, we are so afraid because we don't have the answers. So we really cling to anything that we can grasp with the five senses. And, you know, we want to know that it's tangible and that it's real because there's a lot of unknown. And I think for this reason, we are, we are so disconnected from who and what we are. And that to me seems to be a bigger problem than say having an illness and getting a diagnosis and having to make the decision, am I going to treat this with chemicals or going to treat this naturally? Um, either way, I mean, this is, this is a huge trauma for someone to, to experience. Um, but it doesn't ever really seem to be enough. It's, it's not always compelling enough for people to do the work that they need to do to get well. Um, And that's, I mean, you see this in so many different scenarios, Um, people that are stuck in abusive relationships who just won't leave because there is a fear bigger than the abuse out there that either they're not going to find someone or they're going to be alone or that maybe they are as crazy and as useless and as worthless as their partner is telling them or whatever it is. You know, there's, there's a whole lot in common when you start looking at suffering as a whole and trauma and uh, so I mean my whole intention with this podcast is that we can start to have some pretty difficult conversations Um, I don't want to you know be ever in a place where I am telling you something that's absolute. I'm going to share with you my journey um, and, you know, some of the the rituals that I practice and the beliefs that I hold um, have informed me on my journey, especially over the last five years. But I am so open. I am so open because nobody knows it all. 
We don't, we just don't. And so, I mean, this is for me just as much as a really exciting adventure as it is a puzzle that I want to solve. But also, I mean, I want, I want you guys to come with me. And um, so this podcast is for you, but it's also for me. And I hope that, you know, we can inspire one another to start having some really difficult conversations in the name of healing, in the name of transcending, in the name of expanding our consciousness and our awareness, because to thrive in this life is a choice. And what we'll start to open up to is, you know, some of the philosophies around what it means to have peace, you know, and, and, and to not need your external circumstances to be a certain way in order for you to decide whether you're happy or not. Um, so there's a lot of sort of social conditioning that we've all been exposed to over time. And I really and truly don't believe that it's our fault. We were brought into this world. The world was the way it was when we got here. We're just doing what we're told at some level. And, um, I'm just kind of still very much that little girl that wants to know why. I just want to know why. And I want answers. And I'm not feeling like I need to be shy about it anymore. And I'm not feeling like I need to be ashamed about it anymore. So um, I guess that's my introduction. Welcome to the Holistic Hippie Podcast. And um, please, you know, if there's any topics that you want to hear as we go along, please start sending me messages. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, although I'm not there a lot. And, and, and to be honest, I try to dial back on social media um, and keep it to a minimum, but I am there and I do read my DMs and I would love suggestions about the things that you're really feeling interested in learning more about or, or perspective about or um, you know, diving, diving a little bit deeper into. At some point on this podcast, I will start to bring in guests for different interviews and to add to some of the concepts that I'd like to introduce. But um, yeah, for the most part, I'm going to be sharing quite a lot with you guys and very, very openly and honestly. And I just want to put a disclaimer because sometimes what can happen when we start talking about really, really tough topics, I'm going to be here giving you my opinion, but also it's, it's based in a little bit of education. It's based in a little bit of experience and it's based in a lot of um, exploration. And so I'm giving you my opinion as I am right now. And I would like to request that I reserve the right to always change my mind because I'm growing and the person that I am now who believes the things that they do now might change tomorrow. It seems to be getting more refined along the way, but I mean, at the same time, there are things that I used to be really rigid about that I am no longer that way. So I think we all need to allow one another, um, you know, the, the opportunity to express opinions without having to allow somebody else's opinion um, make you feel less than. We, we can all hold different beliefs. This is the cool thing about being human. And I'm going to share with you, you know, some of my experiences and experiences are valid no matter what they are. So, you know, come with an open mind, come with an open heart and let's be honest with each other. Let's share like the hard stuff, the raw, real stuff and, uh, and, and just build a community together. That is my sincerest intention. And uh, I truly, truly look forward to seeing how this journey unfolds. I'm really not very hung up on how many people end up listening but um, you know just more that if, if this podcast could spark a little bit of a fire within one person and maybe they start asking why and, and, and having difficult conversations and challenging some of that social conditioning and, and opening their own path to healing then it will have been well well worth it so again thank you so much for joining me and uh, stay tuned for all sorts of 
interesting um, and maybe potentially slightly controversial and um, yeah, difficult topics. Here we go. We'll see you on the next episode.